Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios, it's time for Business Leaders Radio. Now, here's your host, John Ray. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Business Leaders Radio. I'm John Ray, and I'm here with Sarah Parker. Sarah is a conversion copywriter. I can't wait to hear more about that. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hello, John. Great to have you. So tell us a little bit about you and how you're serving folks. Well, I'm a conversion copywriter, um, which basically means that fundamentally I get more leads for your business. Um, So everyone has a website, and when people go to that website, they're looking at what you offer, and I clarify the messaging and create um, content that enables people to think, I need that, that's what I want, that's what I want to buy, and then they go ahead and act. That's a worthy thing, (laughs) to create more leads. Uh, But before we get into the kind of the details of that, um, why copywriting? Tell tell us a little bit about your um, journey and how, how you ended up as a copywriter. Well, I started out in publishing uh, about probably about 14, 15 years ago now, a very long time. Um, And then I moved into bid writing and then marketing. And what I noticed really with all that background in content was that websites, some of them had really kind of mundane and bland messaging. Um, They weren't really tapping into what their customers were trying to look for. Uh, So, for example, I think on websites now, um, particularly tech websites, you might get accelerate uh, your um, artificial intelligence advantage. Um, And actually, that might not actually be what your customers want to do. That might be what you think your customers want to do. And so the idea is to really get to the heart of that messaging and to translate that into copy. uh, So that's using words um, to convert people into leads. Now, what makes... Uh, conversion copywriting different from what we think of as traditional copywriting? Yeah, so that's a good question. And and a lot of people, I think, um, aren't necessarily clear on it because conversion copywriting is quite new. So it's it's 10 years old um, and it was developed in order to actually create um, a science behind writing copy that increases your chance of getting leads and conversions. So with traditional copywriting, a copywriter may come along, try and create something that sounds snappy. They describe themselves as a wordsmith, um, but actually that's not going to convert very highly. What you want to do is to look at the messages, pain points and needs that you resonate with your customers and then translate that into what's happening on your website or in your emails. That it, that's interesting that conversion copywriting is so relatively new. Yes, it is. And it's, I mean, it's, it's very sort of software focused because software depends very much on inbound leads. But actually working in a, an IT services company, I started to think, well, come on, you know, services companies can use this to get more inbound leads. I mean, traditionally it's outbound leads. It's cold emails, it's sales reps going around, it's conferences and events. But actually, there is a lot to be gained from using your website as a sort of lead generation tool and getting people who are searching for what you're offering, who are sort of warm leads, to convert quite easily. 
Um, and that's what sort of for the, made the transition for me between um, kind of what's happening in software and what's happening in services and how can we shift that over. So how do you make sure that uh, a website is set up to convert? How does that work? Okay, well, I mean, the first thing everyone needs to remember is I don't have the Midas touch. <laughs> um, so I, I can't just, you know, go, go on your website, write a few words, and, and it's going to turn everything to gold. That's just not going to happen. Um, so what I can do is think like someone who is um, trying to design things to convert. So I uh, have a three-step process, which is research and discovery, writing, wireframing and editing, and testing and validation. So those three tie quite well together. So the research phase is about looking at what's broken. Uh, So that's looking at analytics, heat maps, surveys, user polls, and interviews. And the key question that we want to sort of answer is what was going on in your life that brought you to X today? So what was going on in your life that brought you to download this ebook today? And then what you do is you start to get behind the drivers that are bringing customers to your site and the things that you can offer to answer those drivers. Um, and then you move on to writing, wireframing and editing, which is drawn very much out of that data and research. Um, and it's very much sort of literally taking quotations from customers and dropping them onto the page and then sort of optimizing them for leads so that your messaging will resonate with your customers when they land on your page. And then it's about testing and validation. So I I don't just think, oh, I've done a good job and pat myself on the back. I actually go out to users and customers and um, I ask them to review the copy and make sure that it resonates and make sure uh, that it's clear. So that's that's sort of how it works. Now, what what I think I'm hearing, and and this is a question, is um, what I think I'm hearing is is you – really are the, the, the conversion copywriting is really as much a point of view. It, it, it's, it's writing from the point of view of the, of the potential customer that's looking at the website, right? Is it, yes. do, do I have that right? Yes, yes, you do. So it's very much about um, trying to um, use the language that your customer uses and to bring that into your website. Um, and it's, it's, it's quite a simple thing to do once you do it. And it makes also, you know, the blank page that we all face when we're trying to write a website, it sort of takes that away and it repositions your company towards the customer. Hmm. And so, and I, I guess you probably in a way of, in a backhanded way of answered my, my next question, which is the, what are the common reasons that a website does not convert is it just this pro- a problem with point of view yeah so it's a problem with with the message i mean there's a lot of reasons that websites don't convert i mean you have to look at everything there's paid traffic organic traffic there's are you getting the right people to your site or are they just random people who happen to land there um, but fundamentally if you're not answering the pains that take them there they're just going to, to bounce because um, they're not going to relate to what you're offering. Um, so you need to start with who is coming to your page and try to convert them across their journey um, across the website. So to get them from, I know what my problem is, to 
actually, your solution suits my problem, and now I'm going to purchase it. One of the things I would think is a problem for some business owners is that maybe they spend more time thinking about the design and the look and the feel of a website as opposed to the copy. Is mm. that, is that a fair thing to say? Is that, yeah. is that what you see in your experience? Yeah. And I, and I think it's, it's not helped by, by agencies who on the whole, most agencies don't use conversion copywriting. So, so agencies uh, tend to write out of the messaging you give them, you know, as a business owner. Um, and what you really want to do is get the messaging, get the flow right on the page because you're trying to move the visitor from, I'm not really sure what my problem is, um, down to, I really do know what my problem is now and you answer my problem. Um, So you're trying to persuade them as the page moves down. Um, And so you want the flow of the copy um, to come first and then you put the design over that. Um, So the design has to sort of, bring out the right messages in the right places and not sort of dominate. So it's shifting things around and and changing that flow. Now, one of the things you talk about, Sarah, is the importance of a, of a great hero section. So talk Mm. about, talk about what a hero section is and what makes it great. The hero section is, is the first section you see when you land on the website. So it's, it's that section, which fundamentally is trying to tell you, what the product sells and what its benefit is to you. And a lot of hero sections are value propositions. Um, So uh, for example, um, they might try and say to you, you know, if you buy this product, um, you will get all your data in five seconds, which is obviously um, quite quick. (laughs) Um, But that has to then relate to your pain point. And if you think about a typical services or SaaS site, it's going to be something quite, Um, sort of product or services based. So for example, it might be cognitive insights for life sciences. And to most customers, seeing that value proposition, it's not going to resonate. So it's actually really important that the first question you answer in your hero section is, why should I buy this? Mm. Um, And there's an amazing website uh, called Launch Darkly, which is um, a DevOps website for a DevOps product. And they have ship fast, rest easy, and hey, you know, we all know that DevOps managers work weekends, nights, they have made way too many releases to manage. So right away, I'm saying I can make your life easier. I can make you do your job faster. And it's really tapping into that emotional driver for why the customer wants this product. Mm, I love what you said there at the end, tapping into the emotions. That, that that's That's what pulls your readers in, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Folks, we're here chatting with Sarah Parker. Sarah is uh, a conversion copywriter and she specializes in B2B tech and SaaS companies in particular. Um, so talk about the, the, the customer role that comes into copy review. Okay, that, that's, that's an interesting question. So um, when I work with clients, I try to kind of uh, establish myself as a kind of science-based copywriter, someone who follows a process. Um, and I think when it comes to writing, 
um, people tend to go, I like this or I don't like this. It's sort of a natural response, like like when you look at painting, you know, it's kind of art-based response. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it's my job to say, um, you know, actually, let's not use that language. That, that language isn't helpful. What's helpful is, you know, um, does this match what my customer wants? Will this appeal to my customer? So you're sort of reorientating uh, towards your audience. Um, and that's reinforced by the fact that the client knows that I'm doing user testing, review mining, which is when I might go onto Amazon and look at the language used in product or book reviews and translate that into website copy. I'm talking to their sales team and customer success. And I'm really trying to establish that copywriting has rules and standards. Uh, so it's not really about opinion. We, we have to shift the conversation to fact. And that's what actually benefits the company and generates leads and drives conversions. Mm. And I mean, I, I, I guess I can intuit the, just the answer to this question in terms of the mistakes that copywriters typically make, um, mm-hmm. involves this messaging issue, I, I assume, but maybe you can dig deeper into that question. Yeah, definitely. So and it's more of, you know, uh, when we're kids, probably most of us want to be a doctor, a lawyer or a writer. <laughs> uh, and writers sort of randomly in there. But I think I think most people, according to quite common polls, want to write a book in their lifetime or, or want to write something. And I think it's just a lot of copywriters come into copywriting because they want to write. Um, but they need to understand that you can't start with creativity you have to start with facts and that's what messaging is. So it's what we were just talking about, really. The writing has to be rule-based. Um, and I was naive myself. I used to think, you know, five, 10 years ago that copywriters sort of looked at the clouds, came up with a nice skippy phrase and it went on the ad on the telly. Um, but actually when you're talking about websites and emails and even, you know, advert writing, um, a lot of those use phrases that actually come from the customers so that they, they really resonate and your customers have a question and your language is answering it. So when you just to back up to how you do the research you do, do you, um, uh, do you actually, when you have a client, do you actually get their permission to go talk to their customers so you can hear directly from them? Do you go that deep or do they allow you to go that deep? Well, there's, there's quite a lot of ways you can do it. So you can go from a quite simple light process, which might be going onto Amazon and doing some review mining. And that might seem quite divorced from talking to customers. But actually, if I was to look up, for example, uh, books on how to present to radio, which you know you may have looked up when you first started, mm-hmm. then in the reviews, people will say like, this book is useless. It doesn't talk about how to use your body language to help your tone of voice, or uh, it doesn't talk about how to ask questions that allow people to actually speak. And by looking at those reviews, you're then getting the pain points, you're getting the language. um, And then if that's the same as uh, the customer is using, then you don't necessarily have to talk to customers. But I would always like to talk to customers but i would also talk to sales teams i would talk to the business founder uh, to understand what why they set up the business i mean they're going to have a very strong understanding of the pain point they may have once been the customer on on the other side i think a lot of founders great businesses to answer problems they've had 
Um, so there are different ways of doing it, but the sort of the gold standard if you can't talk to customers is to uh, use um, a web platform like user testing, which allows um, users to walk through your website and make comments on whether or not it, it sort of relates to them, uh, whether the messaging is clear. Um, and you can actually get the right demographic. So you can drill it down to IT managers or DevOps managers and uh, get that very specific messaging. So there are there are ways around it, but um, you can do too much research. You, you, you can sort of go crazy and speak to too many people and everything gets very muddy. So you want to sort of keep it within scope. Mm. Now, okay, Sarah, let's talk to the do-it-yourselfers. So I'm, 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 been told I'm a good writer or I've got a team, uh, member that, uh, is a good writer and Hey, we know our customers better than, uh, Sarah does. So why should we, why shouldn't we just do it ourselves as opposed to, uh, hire someone outside our organization? Um, well, I think the main thing is, um, the main thing is, is the process. So it's quite a unique process, um, in terms of actually, the way that you put the language that your customers are using on certain parts of the page to persuade them as they're moving through from sort of unaware, um, solution-aware, product-aware, and then uh, fully aware, um, which means there are, there are different psychological stages in how they relate to your product. And if you understand uh, the drivers behind how your customers are going to behave when they land on your website, you're much better equipped to actually convert them. So for example, if someone's problem aware, uh, which means, you know, I, I know I have a problem. I know I have, a, I know I have a stomachache, for example. Um, don't worry, I don't actually. <laughs> um, but um, so, but I might not know what the solution is. I might not know that X medicine uh, will solve my stomachache. Um, so I might want more information. So I know as a, as a trained copywriter to put um, a call to action, a little button that someone can press on that website to say, you know, uh, read our uh, leaflet about um, what to do when you have stomach ache and what solutions can help you. Um, so as opposed to someone who's fully aware um, and ready to buy, but when you literally all you need to say is, this will solve your stomach ache in two hours and they'll click the button and buy now. So there's sort of a, a journey that the customer has to go through. And, and if you know what that journey is, you can optimize your writing. So, so that's sort of the difference. Yeah, that's a, that's a little different than uh, just, Hey, I'm a good writer and I know my customers. That's uh, that there, that's a little more complicated, but let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, the specific niches that you work in, the the uh, B2B technology, SaaS, um, wh what are some of the specific issues that you find in these sectors? Yeah, so I think particularly with um, uh, kind of IT services, so back-end development, um, uh, consultancy, and then also software, um, selling software to customers, B2B, um, also B2C. One of the main problems is that um, people tend to write from the company. So um, there's a very strong sense of people sitting around the boardroom saying, um, I, I think this is a good idea. No, my idea is better. Or, well, actually, I can see it from this point of view. And then one of those ideas sort of dominates for, for whatever reason. And what happens is that the customer voice gets lost. Mm. Um, 
So, so the idea is to say, okay, yes, that's a great idea, um, you know, uh, John Smith. <laughs> um, uh, but can we validate it? Can we take that idea, see if it actually resonates with your customers, um, see what they think of it, see if it would actually help them to want to buy. And it's it's trying to reorientate business generally towards the customer. So uh, a lot of businesses are on the ground, very customer focused. But as you go you know, up through different functions and different uh, management, it kind of gets further away. And what you want is for your marketing to be on, on that ground level, sort of where the sales team is. Mm. Folks, we're here chatting with Sarah Parker. Sarah is uh, a conversion copywriter. She works in uh, B2B tech and, and SaaS sectors in particular. So I want to uh, take a little sidestep here for just a second, because you've got some thoughts on how to write emails that customers actually read and react to. Yeah, so I think I think email marketing has has a sort of a, a bad name. You know, I think it's it can be associated with the old direct response copywriting. You know, buy now, buy quickly, sort of spam <laughs> that you get get in your inbox. But email marketing can be can be just totally mind blowing. Um, so I've got I've got some stats actually. So it is forty times more effective at acquiring new customers than Facebook or Twitter, and segmented campaigns. So that's when you uh, write emails specifically for a certain person who might buy a certain persona, we call it, um, drive a 760% increase in revenue and personalization increases open rates by 26%. So that, they're like astonishing um, statistics for mm. email marketing. But I think most people, and, it, and it's certainly true of the first time I sent a cold email, are sort of terrified um, of pressing the send button. <laughs> Um, because of that association with sort of spammy, cheesy salesmanship. But cold email can really work. And it's about going back to those conversion principles that we were talking about and how they work on websites. So thinking about who is your reader? So what is their problem? How can you solve it for them? And why should they care? And then it's about a very light call to action. So not call me now and give me your credit card details, but more like, you know, um, let me know if you'd like more information, something that doesn't put a huge burden on your reader or, or ask too much of them. Um, so that for them, it's very much about resonating with their problems and then feeling that you really understand them and tailoring it to what they specifically need, doing quite a lot of background research into their company, where their company is, where it needs to go, and just understanding all those drivers so that you're not copying and pasting the same email to, to a thousand people. You know, you're actually saying, I really want to work with these five companies because they're awesome. And I'm going to do a lot of research and try and resonate with them. So Sarah, let's get into the, the I guess, why all this matters uh, uh, kind of question, if we can. Mm. Um and you don't obviously have to use any names, but I would love it if you would maybe share a success story uh, about how your intervention, your work has helped um, uh, someone's bottom line in a big way. Yeah, well, I, I, I actually sort of go back to my roots a bit, a bit for this one. So uh, when I was shifting from publishing uh, to um 
bid writing in, into tech uh, and, and sort of the, the SaaS area. Um, I worked on bids. So that's when you, you somebody will put out a proposal saying, I need this. How can you help me? And there'll be five or six people competing for it. Um, and I actually you increase their conversion rate um, from uh, by 300%. Mm. Um, and I think for me personally, I've also increased uh, webinar leads by, by three times um, and uh, conversion rates for, for other products by, by two times. And I think the main thing is you have to be absolutely passionate about helping your client to get more leads. I think the last thing that any uh, client wants is to feel like uh, you're just sort of half-heartedly following a process. And um, I think one of the things that has made me help those clients so successfully is that I absolutely love doing it. I absolutely value smaller, medium-sized businesses. I think they have a huge amount to offer. uh, And I just really want to help them to get more leads, create sustainable business and laugh into the future. That's awesome. Sarah Parker, folks, uh, she's a conversion copywriter uh, for the B2B tech sector in SaaS. Uh, now, Sarah, you're in the UK, but I know you work with clients really all over. Yeah, I do. I've, I've got clients in the US, actually. Uh, quite a lot of my clients uh, come from the US. And the US um, has very much embraced um, conversion copywriting. And I I think a lot of that is to do with, you know, there's a massive uh, e-commerce presence in the US. There's, there's a lot of exciting startups and there's a there's obviously Silicon Valley. So uh, software industry is sort of thriving and, and people seem sort of very open minded to um, how can we actually try to get our customers to buy, not in a sort of um, kind of uh, car salesman way but in a in a way that actually says look we can genuinely help you we want you to understand that we can genuinely help you and we're being completely honest with 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 what we're trying to sell and and our intentions are good and i and i i think that's why america is is sort of so um popular for even for uk conversion writers because we find the clients there who sort of really understand what we're doing great work sarah this is uh this has been a pleasure, and I, I want to get to really the most important question, which is uh, folks that have heard this, uh, some of your comments, and uh, need some help with uh, conversion for their website. They want to be in touch, or they want to ask some questions for you. Uh, why don't you give your uh, contact information? Yes, and the best way to get hold of me um, is uh, on LinkedIn. So it's Sarah L. Parker. Um, and you can also drop onto my website, www.sarahlparker.com. Uh, and I'm also on Twitter. Uh, so at Sarah L. Parker UK. Awesome. Sarah Parker. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, John. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, folks, just a quick reminder as we wrap up here that you can find the complete archive of our shows on businessleadersradio.com. And we would love it if you would, uh, if you're listening to this show on your favorite podcast app, uh, go rate and review and give us a five star review. Now, it's not about me, it's not about Business Radio X, it's about our guests like Sarah, who do great work and we want them to be found. Uh, the folks that are looking for their services uh, can more easily find the show and therefore find them. So we would love it 
if you would help us out in that way. So for my guest, Sarah Parker, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Business Leaders Radio.